Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody out to the Robbins podcast here at the old bench at our shop, Robbins Heating Air Conditioning. Um, we got myself here. I'm Richard Williams. This is Steve Robbins, the owner of Robbins Heating and Air. And today we have a podcast, a uh, special podcast about our San Juan County Fair that's coming up and want to introduce Shane Hatch that's here with us today. Good afternoon, man. Good to see everybody's joining us on the podcast today. I'm glad they could join in. Happy to be here. Appreciate having Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank so, you. Um, first off, I guess we're going to just get to know Shane a little bit. So maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and what you do for fun and those kind of things. Oh, you bet. And I tell you what, well, first of all, guys, I want to start off and uh, say that I was uh, honored and humbled that you asked me to be on the podcast and come here and talk about the uh, county fair and the junior livestock sale and all the exhibits and the shows that goes on for the kiddos. And uh, to be honored to, to talk about it and respect it enough, that, that means a lot to me, men. So I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Uh, far as me goes, I'm a native of uh, Farmington, San Juan County. I graduated Aztec High School in 1992, so I'm kind of giving my age <laughs> away a little bit. <laughs> and um, uh, my my background has been agriculture uh, from the time I was knee high. Uh, I did show in uh, 4-H. I had uh, steers and lambs at the county fairs growing up. Probably wasn't the... Uh, most competitive, I think only made the sale one time. So uh, a very extensive rodeo background in the uh, 4-H rodeo and, and high school rodeo and all up through the ranks. So uh, dealt with agricultural ranching and farming my whole life. Uh, now I'm the uh, owner and operator and auctioneer at the uh, local livestock barn, which is a uh, cowhouse livestock auction out here in Kirtland, New Mexico. And um, I got a wife, Erica Hatch, and uh, son, Wade Hatch, is currently a student at uh, New Mexico State University on the rodeo team down there. And then I got two uh, stepdaughters, uh, Kenzie Kimple and Keeley Kimple. So nice. with all that, we, we keep a pretty active schedule and go from there. So that's a little bit about me and, and where I'm from. But I was, I was born and raised right here and like I said, graduated Aztec High, and now I'm living in Kirtland, New Mexico, running the livestock barn. Nice. I've always, uh, I've always looked up to Shane a little bit. He did. He we didn't really know each other very much, but uh, I always, I don't know, auctioneering's pretty cool, and so it's always fun to go to the junior livestock auction and see Shane auction, and go to the cow house and watch Shane auction, and just a lot of talent. So pretty cool. Well, pretty cool. they always said if you could count to ten, you could be an auctioneer. <laughs> <laughs> be too bright for it but i appreciate that them accolades and like you said uh, uh my dad was in the auction business so it's kind of just uh apple don't drop very far from the tree and i'm just following in the footsteps in the family business but it's uh it's not a job i hope i wake up every day and i get to go to work so uh, i'm very passionate about it as i am doing the junior livestock show you know for him i think this will be my 17th year uh, selling the junior livestock show and and I'm not just the only auctioneer that's come up through the years selling it for them I mean we've had it's a volunteer job and it's a job that we look forward to I get excited for it's just like a, a game day for maybe these Connie Mack kids over there they get to yeah. play a game I get to go sell a sale and they get to sell the San Juan County uh, livestock sales just a highlight of the year for me I mean it's right there second to the state fair when it comes to numbers so it's not like our San Juan County Fair is a, a small deal. It's definitely a big event, and it's it's great to be a part of it and and try to make it just a better success every year. Cool, cool. Um, 
You, you mentioned 17 years ago you got involved, but how did you go about getting involved with the fair? You know, my dad started selling it probably 30 years ago as a volunteer. And, you know, and I'm going to leave some of these names out because uh, I do think they need a little recognition over the years, you know, like Larry Pennington. And, uh, you know, we've had uh, Jess Franks. Um, trying to think of others that went along that just volunteered their time along with my dad, uh, Brett Bynum, who still helps us quite a bit with the auctions. Uh, so is a, is a local uh, agricultural guy, 4-H guy, FFA guy in the auction business. I think it just was kind of uh, meant that you go do the, the sale. You know, I tried to, I, I showed, so I was in the sale and now we're in the auction business. Now I get to sell the sale and uh, I'd never tell them no. You know, it's just like I said, it's something I look forward to doing every day and to get to see them kiddos and the smile on their face. I, I tell people when you go sell that sale, I mean, you, there's not ever a day that you can make a difference in somebody's lives. And I tell these buyers that come to that auction, I said, you're going to change that kid's life. Mm -hmm. Not every day that can happen for them, you know. And so it's exciting to be part of that. Yeah, that's cool. Really cool. Yeah, I've always enjoyed watching these kids um, at the sale. You know, mm -hmm. we, we've, we've attended the sale probably the last six or seven years and just... I, I'm sure these kids work their tails off uh, getting these kids, uh, getting these animals to this point, and then it's finally that's that's the you said it, you know, that's the big game for them. Absolutely, I mean, that's, the, that's the end end result of all that hard work. And yeah, you're you're just it, you're just summing up, you know, eight months to a year's work for them in a matter of about two minutes. <laughs> so you know, there's a little pressure involved in that. Yeah. And, and like uh, Robins that are huge supporters of them and the, the local businesses that are supporters of that auction are just, they're fabulous. Like I said, our numbers are it's not second to state fair, maybe even first, but we're right there. And it's just a great community event. Awesome. In 17, 17 years, what's one or two favorite memories you've ever had? Oh, gosh, you know, you know, you recollect back there selling that sale 17 years. And, um, you know, we've done it in different venues we've done it over in the show barn they've moved it over into mickey park and i think the uh, i don't know if there's a specific memory that comes to mind but probably my most exciting memory is just seeing the growth just seeing the growth and, and you know agriculture agriculture is our number one thing in in the united states that's that's the uh, first link in the food chain it's the first link in everything without agriculture you know hum humanity doesn't exist and mm -hmm. It's good, and it's just refreshing to go to a county fair. I don't care who you are. If you're an inner city person or you're a, a rancher that, that may live uh, 80 miles from the first paved road, when you go to the county fair, it's just refreshing because the atmosphere there is in a, such a way that you it gets you back down to earth. Does that make sense in Absolutely. a little way? So um, I, I was reading the statistics uh, on a deal here the other day, and you guys might even know them exactly and correct me, but I forget it's like four or five times more a kid that shows livestock growing up is more likely to graduate and more likely go on to have a successful business or a career compared to the kids that don't. And I think that gets back to that uh, down-home wholesomeness of uh, being in touch with earth and be in touch with with uh, the land and all that good stuff and so when you go to the county fair i mean just the livestock around there the smile on the kids faces and like i said it's about the kids it's about us growing up the next generation it's a great uh, example for them to learn that responsibility 
uh, the stockmanship of taking care of and stewardship of taking care of livestock is a huge thing. And it, you know, they'll, they'll take them life lessons of me growing up in the agricultural world and showing livestock. It just taught me how to take care of stewardship of livestock or even yourself or other people. Does that maybe make a little sense in a weird way? Well, yeah, that's one thing that I noticed with these kids is they, uh, they're definitely responsible kids absolutely they learn stewardship and responsibility absolutely because if they don't get up and go feed that livestock they're not going to win you know and and i think at the end of the day little competition drives somebody Mm -hmm. and without having these shows and having these competitions you don't have that purpose or that drive to be better than somebody else but at the same time they're learning life lessons in a competitive scenario absolutely now we're that week that they're there that, that, that's work that's work yeah it's they're up washing them animals at the crack of dawn and, yeah. and they're having to show them and clean them and and uh exercise them and all the things that go along with being com- a competitive showman yeah some of my some of my favorite memories are when you guys call out those senior kids that are you know, last year showing. Yeah, and that's a great point. Yeah. yeah that, and that even gets to your heart. I mean, there's, it's one of them auctions you go to that you're probably going to laugh and cry. You know what? You, you don't go to a lot of auctions that you're going to have that kind of emotion, but you will. There'll be people that are going to laugh. You're going to smile. You're going to cry. You're going to have all kinds of emotions. And that's a full day. That's what you look for. What, uh, you talked a little bit about it, but does anything stand out of, as far as maybe the impacts that that has on youth for their future lives ahead of them? You know, we can be- just re- reiterate what we just talked about. And uh, I, I tell you what, you talk about the memories. I guess probably some of my best memories now is running into kids that I've sold their livestock 10 years ago now at my age. And they come up to you and go, hey, Mr. Hatch, you remember selling my deal? And, and you love seeing that they're a successful uh, person, whatever they choose, whether they went into the workforce, their own business, or the Army, Navy, you just don't know which way, but you see successful kids. And for them to remember me selling their livestock 10 years ago and bring it up to you, that tells you that's a special day to them. And it makes me feel good that that, that to be part of that. You know, Shane, I was thinking about uh, kind of that, that memory of... Uh, being competitive and uh when you're in an auction scenario and you're the bitter you know we've been in those in those <laughs> scenarios where we're the bitters mm-hmm. and i always laugh i'd say don't look shane in the eye because if you look shane in the eye he'll he'll get you to keep bidding mm-hmm. i'd always tell people now don't blink <laughs> i own it you know and that this sales one of them sales it's what's what's unique about a junior livestock sale and and i was talking to my wife about the other day um them buyers are not trying to buy it the cheapest. They want to buy it the highest. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. And to see the community get around these kids and, and the businesses that uh, realize the impact that that sale has in our future is, is really humbling, if that makes sense. The Robinson, you guys I know are just huge supporters, but he, I know that uh, Steve doesn't go there and, and try to buy the cheapest lamb. Let's yep. put it that way. Am I right, Steve? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or the cheapest. We, we give Richard a budget, and he blows that in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't think there's one person that leaves there that has buyer's remorse. No. no. no they leave there going, yeah. man, I'm glad I did that. And uh, it's good that you guys recognize that that's our future and uh, that you know you're investing in our future. 
them kids take that money, they go to college. You know, that gets them to the next step of education and just they, they get that, that good uh, first step out, out of the way without having to struggle or they, and then I think there's a, you know, if they know they've got that backing and they know, hey, we, we, we do this so I can go to the next, improve myself educationally in the next stage of my life, they're gonna step into that college atmosphere. Like you said, them seniors, we know we always try to give them a lot of recognition their last year. And they save, you know, he might've been saving for his education since he started showing at 10. And they, every year they build it up. Well, now he can go and concentrate on his education and not worry about the financial end of it. And it just makes him a better person in the end. And we was helped to do it the buyers were helpful to do it and made their life easier and that's what you call investing in your future yeah. the one thing that i noticed is is the board that's always up there and, and how many you know just giving a shout out to the mm -hmm. community is how much support there are i mean there's there's guys that have been buying for 20 plus years 30 oh. years yeah I they're think there every year they're there support. every year you know uh, you know one that jumps to my mind is that four states electric mm -hmm. uh the harris family yeah. jack harrison I, th I think i've seen on there is like 47 years maybe it yeah. was crazy that's that's as long as i've been on this earth <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you're right it's just uh, uh but like you said it's a it's a great event I, uh it's about the kids it's about all their hard work and what's fun for me to see it now is this isn't it's growing i mean agriculture's coming back i think there for a while we've lost a little bit of a touch with it and it's just it's just really nice to see all these young kids are getting back into 4-H and FFA and the judging and the showing of the livestock. Okay. Uh, since you've been there, done that, for those that are watching that may not know anything about how the process goes, will you briefly just give us how kind of start to end where where the kids begin with a project and where they end with it and what, what the sale means? And that that, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm, I know you're going to have some families come in here a little bit later and, and they can give you a really detailed deal because it's, it's nothing easy. But uh, they, they buy them a young calf, they buy them a young lamb, a young goat, you know, a kid goat, and uh, they grow that goat and they exercise it lamb steer whatever over a period of time you know uh, it, they start early spring and our fairs in the in the fall so all spring all summer into the into the fall they're they're grooming growing and, and you know and one of the things that they talk about is they're putting a good cover on these these uh, livestock what i mean by cover is flesh you know they're going to feed them grains and and make sure that that they're uh, uh going to be uh good meat as i guess would be the word i'm looking for but the other thing that i think comes out of this and i think it's not touched on a little bit uh unless you see it there is they have to you know that livestock's not born gentle so there's a connection made between that kid that is is taking care of that deal and gentle and that they got to teach them to lead they got to teach them to stand square they got to teach them to press they got to teach them to stretch so there's a training aspect of it in a connection that they make with that livestock uh mentally and i think that's just good for their soul as they grow up you know there's a connection if you've ever been around livestock that you're not going to get from a uh ipad sorry mm -hmm. you're just not going to get it you know yeah. so not only are they feeding and grooming they're training that animal and when that in through that training process uh there's an emotional connection there cool my uh my wife was that was probably her favorite thing to do was raise show steers uh -huh. and uh she always would say her dad would tell her 
as far as part of that training process, you know, that, that calf would drag her and run her into the fence and pull her down. And her dad would always say, just let go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say sometimes it's, uh, it's one of the most uh, fr frustrating things you'll ever do that you don't want to quit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, uh, from your perspective, what's, a, what's maybe a plug or two that you'd give the community on how they could get involved and support? You know, uh, first of all, just get in touch with uh, some of your local 4-H clubs. You know, they can direct you. I know you guys would be willing to give a if You know, if they're listening to this thing and they say, hey, we want to get involved in the, in the junior livestock sale. Uh, I know you'll have Kim Martinez in here in a little bit, and she, which she kind of organizes the deal. Uh, reach out to us at Cowhouse cowhouse livestock auction we have a facebook page we'll we'll get you hooked up with the right people like kim martinez or or uh, steve and and uh, everybody that uh, wants to get involved i do know and uh, kim will help you with this here in a little bit they do a buyer's luncheon before that for the junior livestock sale and what that is is and it's a it's a great catered event right there at the fairgrounds at mcgee park by the coliseum and you go sign up and you, you get you a buyer's card and they feed you a really, really nice meal before that sale that afternoon. And uh, so the easiest thing to get involved is just show up. Look at that time, show up, and, and then as you sign up for a buyer right there at that buyer's lunch, and they'll get you all the information you need to, to, to raise your hand and buy one of these livestock. And that's the nice thing about that, that meal is these kids are running around and they're the they're the ones serving you the meal and waiting on your hand and foot. They are. It, it, they're just, just another learning experience yep. for them, you know. It bet you the, the the junior livestock exhibitors are the ones that are, hey, do you need something to drink? Can we get you some dessert? And uh, like I said, it's just a real refreshing atmosphere. And it's a very welcoming atmosphere over there. Any other thoughts? You know, I... Uh, I got a ton of thoughts. <laughs> How do I? So I'm trying to sort through them here, so I don't just chatter you guys. You guys, man, we can't have Shane back on. He just rattles on for an hour. Uh, you know, my biggest thought is uh, you guys. It takes people like uh, Richard and Steve right here with Robbins that will do the extra mile and do podcasts and help promote it a little bit. So you know, I appreciate what you guys do and uh, bringing people in and just making everybody more aware of it. And uh, we do appreciate that, man. It's a good time. Well, thank you for what you do for well, all them kids as well. Appreciate it. I, I tell everybody, they said, you don't thank me. I need to be thanking you. I enjoy what I do for them out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we definitely really appreciate the, the kind words. And, uh, good and deal. So it's, a, it's a big thing for us. We, we fell kind of in love with it, I guess you could say. We just started by having a booth out there. And then the next year, we got invited by one of the kids to show up to the sale. And then the next year, we went and bought animals. And that's the history of it that's where it all started it's pretty so. easy to get addicted to it <laughs> yes sir yeah. yeah yeah so yeah i think anybody in in town watching that that has a business and wants to come support needs to be there so. absolutely yeah they, you know come watch come check it out like i said we, there's plenty of people that's the good thing about that community out there every one of them is going to be welcome and they're going to give you a, uh, a helping hand and answer your questions and there's no dumb questions and and uh, you know we I probably ought to touch on this just a little bit as an auctioneer. You know, we need to be a little clearer, and we try to explain it. And, and most people sitting next to you can explain it. You know, sometimes we get to rambling on. They want to know, is it by the pound? Is it by the head? How do we buy? And, you know, we'll be real clear. I know a few years we switched it up and started selling everything primarily by the head, just so people weren't on their calculator going, okay, 
275 at 422 pounds is how many dollars by head because like you said you got a budget that you got to do <laughs> yeah. but uh if you have if you're worried about an auction you know don't don't be worried if you've never been to an auction before you know me as an auctioneer we'll walk you through it we'll slow down i always tell them you know if you hey if you got a question raise your hand <laughs> Boom, sold. Sold. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's kind of a dirty trick. In this, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, good deal. Well, I guess we'll wrap this up, Shane. I Sounds good. Well, I tell you what, man, it was a pleasure. Uh, I will say this is my first podcast I ever done, so uh, that was very uh, enlightening. Enlightening to, to me. Good. Yeah. I hope I, get, I hope I get to come back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All okay. right. Appreciate you both. Thank Thanks. you. Well, we're back at the podcast. Um, our our second guest today will be uh, Kim Martinez with Basin Pump. She's part of the fair board. And TJ Richards, who's also part of the fair board here with us. I guess, Kim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I was born and raised in this county, and I showed in 4-H when I was 9, 10, and 11, 12 sheep. And never won, but I placed a few times. And then... As I grew up, my kids got in 4-H, and from there on, it was a natural progression to go to the Farrier Association. And just now, you see kids now that were showing with my kids, and they have kids showing. So that's a quite a long trip there. That's fun. TJ, what about you? How have you been involved with the fair? And tell us a little bit about what you like to do for fun. What I like to do for fun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm liking this. Well, I grew up in 4-H down in Bosque Farms, and then when I we moved up here, I went into FFA at Bloomfield, and I showed out at the county fair and set up booths and everything out there, and then we got, uh, she's my best friend, so she got me into the Roadrunner 4-H club with her, and we she did it for 20 years, and I did it for 19 years, oh, nice. and uh, we were on the fair board during that time, too, and so just growing up and loving the kids so nice yeah if uh if you've never met him before uh kim has a son named eric and he has the coolest braid ever so make you jealous of his hair <laughs> that makes me jealous big long braid <laughs> that comes down the back of his head it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> uh what's uh kim what's a favorite one or two memories about the fair or maybe a fair experience that stands out to you well i just challenged your team to the outhouse race so that's going to be one of our favorite things it's monday night and i think it starts at seven i even said you could use our outhouse and then we'll just switch around with other people but that's one of my favorite things it's a like a little obstacle course you might have bobbing for baby roots and you dive in the toilets for uh, i think they fill them with like mountain dew or something and then you got to <laughs> reach in there and get stuff out and so, but I've already challenged your business to that as right. well, and that's one of my favorite things. So, well, on uh, on the air, tell us a little bit more about how that works and how you could enter and and what what it is. They like you to enter the Monday of the fair, but if you just show up with a team, it's going to be five people. So there's four people pushing an outhouse, and one person has to ride in it the time and then each time you come to a different obstacle the person that's in the outhouse has to get out and do whatever the the trick is like bobbing for baby roots or throwing wet toilet paper through a ring on a on a toilet and each time that person gets out he switches and somebody else gets in so all five people that are in the contest 
get a chance to do one of the one of the obstacles and then there's always two of them going at the same time and then they pick the winner you can also get be the winner for the nice dressed outhouse and you know but there's a lot of them and there is prize money if there's uh, we particularly were hoping to get different high schools and different football teams and stuff to come out and challenge each other to do that we thought that would be the coolest but I just run out of time every year so so obviously these outhouses are on wheels they are <laughs> they are wheels and casters so okay. you can turn them real easy okay okay well good deal we'll have to we'll have to take some pictures of that you know, we're challenging you. It'd well, be fun. Of, of us being there. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. Uh, Come up yeah. with a crew to push toilet around. Just yeah. to figure it out. Just in case any local police officers or fire department, <laughs> firefighters are watching this. Last time we got challenged to a competition, we beat them, so... We have to just tell the other outhouses, if you challenge us to come, we, we might beat you. That's so. okay. But any of those people that might be interested, there's extra outhouses. We'll let them borrow okay. if they want to come as a team. Okay. Because okay. some of them might have better wheels and better casters, but it, it's uh, it's all a matter of manpower and willing to do the obstacles, really. Okay. Cool. What about what uh, what else is uh, maybe a favorite fair experience that you've had tj well i was i was thinking about this and i talked to kim about it back before oh i think her kids were maybe teenagers going into their teenage years we'd sit at the end of the horse stalls in the evenings and they'd have the stair heads and the kids would rope and we'd have the music going and they'd all be dancing and and things like that just really down to earth and making up their own fun and so the, that's probably one of my favorite memories is being there with the kids and being able to watch them. So it really is all about the kids. We yes. like seeing them. Yeah. It's fun to watch them walk by the booth and give them a hard time. <laughs> we stopped bringing balloons because they all came by and wanted to suck the helium out of the balloons. So. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's our kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> our kids. <laughs> that's our kids. Uh, what a, Kim, this year, what are some positive changes that have been made or maybe in recent years that have been made and why should people come out and see the fair? What's different? Well, this year we've got, of course, our sponsors again, and, and as many of you know, we moved our junior livestock sale into the Coliseum, which gives us a lot more room. We had Stotts equipment came up and donated enough pins to keep all 30 pigs that might be in the sale in the Coliseum, so we don't have, we're not running them back and forth. Um, we always have uh, tons and tons of commercial booths and uh, oh and mcgee park has just done an awesome job of getting that park up and ready for this this as well as many other things that go on out there but um, there's just a lot of things and it changes just about every year i think we have three nights of entertainment this yes. year okay thursday friday and saturday all concerts yes yeah Awesome. That's one thing that I've noticed uh, all the years that we've been out there is how much the uh, the county is is a, is affected by it, but how much manpower it takes to pull this off and, mm -hmm. and hats off to the county and, and all the employees yeah. there and what they do because I'm sure it's a long couple weeks for them. I don't think yeah. it's just a week that they're, they're, they're prepping everything and then when everybody gets done and leaves, then they got to tear it all down and a lot of manpower. So. Mm -hmm. I think a big shout out, I don't know about, about you guys and just some of the other fairgrounds I've been to, 
our county really has some really nice fairgrounds compared to you know a lot of other places and so it makes a really good venue for i for believe kids. we have one of the nicest ones in the whole state mm -hmm. and my kids showed at the state fair and and we were always coming away from there thinking, wow, we, we really have a nice fair, you know what I mean? So Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, what, what things other than livestock should draw people out to the fair? What, what things could they come and see there? And so our fair's been going on, and it's, it's a, I mean, Fairgrounds Road is named because the fair used to be on Fairgrounds Road. The first fairs were actually down where the three rivers come together. And uh, the people would come in their in their wagons and everything. And the most important thing to them was showing off their their vegetables, their fruit, their animals. Not necessarily 4-H and FFA, but their horses and cows. And so one of the most important things, and I think there's so many people that do so many crafty things and canning. And and uh, I personally like freeze drying now. Um, the quilting ladies are just awesome. Flowers. <coughs> There's everything out there that people can enter for free. It doesn't cost anything to enter in any of those indoor exhibits. And they get to exhibit their artwork. There's just, and we have it for kids, junior hobbies. We've had kids that'll, actually we've had kids that'll stand there and color a picture while they're waiting in line to enter it. So, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's all about, the fair's more than, I mean, it's, it's the 4-H and FFA, that is a huge part of it, but the fair is so important to so many people over and above that. There's people that wait, that quilt all year just so they can show their quilt up at the fair, so. I don't know, have you ever quilted before? I not. My mother-in-law's a big quilter, but uh, I've, I've seen her do it for about five minutes. I watched and then it's not for me. So. It's not for me, but I, there's a lot of work to go there. Oh, yeah. Well, it's I used impressive. to watch my grandma do it, and I never, I never did it, but that's a, yeah. that's a lot of work. Well, this is a crafty lady here. She's got Hobby Lobby East at her house. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't enter anything because I tell my kids that everything I make is just kind of junky and not to, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think we need a Robin's quilt. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh, I didn't do that. She, she can do that out of Wranglers. There you go. Yeah, right. Nice. Um, what else? Any anything? How could people get involved and come support the fair? What do you guys think? Well, number one, we're always looking for volunteers. You know, whether we would like for you to come and help on check-in day. We have the indoor exhibits that come in on Saturday and the animals come in on Sunday. We can always use volunteers there. Uh, during the week, we uh, have the different shows. And I, I think a lot of it is, especially on the indoor, we have people that sit there all week. Mm. You know, our quilting ladies, I think they have an average of four or five ladies that sit in that quilting room all week long. We have the scouts that has someone that sits there all week long. You know, and just, just coming out and you can volunteer and come and work the front desk at the fair board office. <laughs> we, we've had some of the young people that have done that, and now they're involved in the fair. You know, they come and get a little taste of it, and, you know, we're actually a pretty good bunch of people for the most part. You can usually get a good meal out there. Well, it's not exactly the healthiest, we, but it's a good meal. <laughs> but we've got a new vendor this year, and I saw it on our Facebook page. It's, it's the noodles. They're bringing in the noodles. Oh, okay. So that's one that, that I try to 
try all the new ones that come in. <laughs> I'll try the noodles this year. Yeah, going to try the noodles. We had a lot of macaroni last year, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, um, Kim, what about uh, just, I guess, from being involved with kids raising livestock and raising livestock yourself and things, um, what do you what do you see these kids get out of doing stuff like that? <laughs> they say the project or the animal is is the project, but actually the kids are the project. The animal is your kids will just learn so many things when they raise animals or or have any kind of um, responsibilities that takes everything to where they have to really work hard to make things happen. So the kid is actually the project. They learn how responsibility, they learn how to take care of things, how to present themselves in public, how to speak to public people. The 4-H and the FFA program just prepares these kids for working. A lot of people have a hard time learning how to work nowadays and these 4-H and FFKA kids that are raising animals particularly are working morning and night, sometimes all through the day, just getting things ready. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one of the most important things. And I want to give a shout out to Shane Hatch. He was just in here on your interview and he um, is kind of an unsung hero. He, he supports his kids constantly he never ever I never have to worry about whether he's going to show up and support the kids he's he's just regular like clockwork and I I want to say that especially for our sale and I I'm kind of in charge of getting making sure everybody that works at the sale gets to the sale and I have generations of people that help in the sale and I love the generational thing at the fair I love that I have um, people that the great-grandpa, the grandpa, the grandson, all of them have worked and helped me with the sale. And I ask them back because I love that generation, just moving from generation to generation. So, But Shane Hatch, he, he, never, he never balks at it or anything. He's right there to help me anytime I need it, and I want to thank him for that. Good deal. Awesome. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up here? I almost cry whenever I talk about generational things yeah. at the fair because it's 150 years old. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a cool thing. Mm -hmm. well, I, I, I think one of the things that, and, and I, I tell this to a lot of people, but it gives the fair board members all an opportunity to meet a bunch of young, young people. But we're also inside those fairgrounds nine days every year with the best youth in this county in my opinion, is we have the best, best youth out there at that county fairgrounds. Bunch of good kids, that's mm -hmm. for sure. You know, they're respectful. Um, now, they like to have fun. <laughs> this year, uh, we, we've been challenged by the 4-H club, 4-H members, FFA members, and fair board on Sunday night before the fair starts, we're having a water war. So, you know, it just, Good, She's got good automatic time. weapon water guns. I'm they, not they are electric, <laughs> battery operated. I'm on your team. Yeah. So, well, good so. deal. Well, thank you guys for being here. And Kim, tell us where we can find you and, and what you do for a living real quick. I'm at Basin Pump and Supply in Bloomfield, and I've been doing it about 35 years, about as long as fair. So everybody's trying to boot me out, tell me I'm too old, but I'm, I'm sticking with it till the bitter end. So. Good deal. Thanks for being here. Thanks. 
All right, everybody, we'll welcome you back to the podcast. We shuffled in some new guests. We have Carson and Blaine and Holt with us today. These are our prime examples of our good fair kids here in our county. So as we talk about our San Juan County Fair, we're going to just talk a little, about, a little bit about some animals and, and things like that. So let's go around the table. Um, maybe we'll start with Carson. Okay. What kind of animals do you raise? So we usually have pigs and goats, but this year we only have goats. Only goats, okay. Yes. All right. Everybody has a goat. Yes. Yes. How yeah. many goats? I got two. I have three. I got two. So seven goats seven combined. Goats. Yes. All right. If you had to pick, um, and we'll go around the table again. If you had to pick a favorite animal that you ever raised, which one would it would? Which one would it be? So I had a little goat named Henrik last year, and he was my favorite because he was just really friendly. And then if you if you ever like tapped on a surface, he would always jump up on the surface and like let you pet him. And he was just a little love bug. My uh, my wife raised fair animals. That was like her favorite yeah. hobby. <laughs> and she said she had a steer one time that was like the worst steer ever to train but they finally broke the barrier oh, really? <laughs> and and then it became her favorite and then it was really hard to let that steer go yeah so, oh it's hard yeah. um what about you my favorite animal i had last year was a pig her name was ursula she was a black cross and the reason why i liked her so much because she was really playful and she was friendly my favorite animal was a pig and she was a spot and her name was daisy and she's just really playful i like to see her flap her ears around the room so what how come no pigs this year uh, our brother went to college, and he was kind of, he was the one who was, like, yeah. over the pigs. He was the pig yeah. boy. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. You're supposed to tell him you got to come back and help. <laughs> he can travel back and forth on the weekends, right? <laughs> Not really. No. Not this time. He no. goes to West Point, oh. so. Let's see. What are some lessons whole, that, the, that raising fair animals has taught you? That you have to feed them. You have to watch them and make sure they're doing okay and uh, check in their water and just make sure they're doing okay. This is a long time down the road, but someday you might be a dad. <laughs> and, and I had to learn that too, that yeah. babies also need to have food and be taken care of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Teach us some good lessons. What yeah. about you, Carson? Um, definitely taught us a lot of responsibility. Working together, which has been rough, but gets better as we go <laughs> what about yes. why don't you walk me through what your day is like with your fair animal like as you're preparing them for the fair what, what do you do from when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed what things do you do that involve your animals so we'll wake up and we'll feed them at first feeding takes quite a while because our goats are very slow eaters which is all right and then usually during the day we will wash their legs or like their full bodies if it's one of those days and then we'll just keep checking on them throughout the day filling up their waters we have a huge fan that keeps them nice and cool and then we'll feed them at night and then we'll usually exercise them so we'll like run them or treadmill them or like brush out their leg hairs or brace them just doing all the practice things for the show ring okay yep. cool. blaine do you have a special goat treadmill or is it just a regular people treadmill? Wait, it's just a regular treadmill, but we put 
this wood thing next to it so their front feet won't fall down. Yeah. Okay, cool. Blaine, what's the hardest part of raising a fair animal? The hardest part for me is trying to remember all the different feeds that pigs and goats get and mixing it. Okay. What, what, kind, of, what kind of different feeds do you give and what do they help with? Um, so there's fat and protein, so the protein helps them gain muscle. The fat probably makes them get fatter. Um, we have this textured feed that most of the goats like and pelleted feed. Okay. Hope, what's your favorite fair experience or your fair memory? Probably the dances, all the dances we got to go to okay. and uh, Easter egg hunt. Where Wait. do they have dances at? Uh, steer barn. In the steer barn. Mm-hmm. Cool. I remember some steer steer barn dances. Those are always a good time. <laughs> yeah. 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 After all the hard work's done, yeah, yeah. get to go hang out. I'm not yet. <laughs> still got to pack up yeah, and leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Carson? What's the hardest part? Hardest part is probably just like staying motivated. Like at the beginning of the year, it's easy to be like, oh, we love our goats and like we like running them and stuff. And then throughout the year, it just kind of like, Ugh. but then you got to remember that you're still working towards it every single day. Yeah. And you got to keep it up if you want to do good. So, yeah. For those, uh, those kids and those people out there that don't know anything about like a, a show, an animal show, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about how that works and and kind of show day what you prepare for and then what actually happens in the show ring okay so like in the morning you'll definitely wake up and then portion out your feed some pigs will get like a full feeding and the goats will get a full feeding some only get half some only get hay and then we like to keep them nice and hydrated because it is a very stressful day for them in the show ring and everything and then so we'll usually wash them and then for the goats we start we blow dry them and fit their legs and get them all nice and pretty and then you just kind of wait on the side of the show ring and then you go in which is very nerve-wracking but you go in and then show your goat and you place out your place and you come out happy no matter what so, so there's like a judge there yes there's a judge she judges your goats feels your goats looks at them places them from his least favorite to favorite and yeah so Blaine, what kind of things is the judge looking for? Um, he's looking for a good prime on top to make sure they're filled out. And he wants to make sure he has good butt muscles for the goats and for the pigs too. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost like Holt can be like a little goat barber. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blow drying the goats and yeah. getting them all ready. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you think that could be a career one day for you, a goat barber? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> what do you do? What do you want to do when you grow up? I would want to be a hunting guide and a fishing guide. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you have any hunts this year? I got a deer tag and pretty sure that was it. Okay. A deer tag, yeah. We what, what about your sister? Does they have any tags? Uh, no. no. Got nothing. I yeah. know. Yeah. Me either, so yeah. <laughs> more together. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What, what, are you, what about you, Carson? What do you want to do when you grow up? Um, I'd like to be a sonographer, so like taking ultrasounds and yeah. Cool. Blaine, have you thought about that? 
No. no. <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking about yeah, just enjoy. Just enjoy raising goats. Yes. What are some things that raising livestock has inspired you to do? Like with your life and maybe some of the lessons that you've learned that you'll take to the next chapter of your life. Yeah. That you have to work hard to get what you get and yeah, you gotta gotta work. You can't just sit around and do nothing. Yeah. yeah. You have to take care of stuff. Carson, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. what about you? For me, I definitely like like my family or my children to raise animals because I think it was a good experience for us. And we're still learning new things every single year. And I'd like my kids to know that experience it is. Yeah. Blaine, what are some lessons you've learned from raising animals? I've learned that you have to put in the hard work to earn that week of getting, well, doing hard work and then getting a break for quite a while and then doing it all again. Do you get to just show, show up that, that Saturday and not have done anything all year long and decide, oh, I'm just going to show an animal today? No. It's a lot of preparation and hard work that goes into that. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts? What do you think? I like showing animals. Love it. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Good deal. What would you tell kids that don't show animals? Maybe what's something you tell them that you think that they should start showing animals or get involved? They should involve in 4-H because there's other activities you can do, like shooting. You can do uh, rodeos and all kinds of stuff out there. It's just not showing. So, yeah. That's just one aspect of it. Yeah, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks guys for being here. Yes, it's thank you. <coughs> Appreciate you. Yeah. Yes, of All course. Right. We'll join the podcast again here with our, our next set of guests, our final set of guests. We have Cadence over here to my left and uh, Taffney across from me and Rowdy to my right. And uh, Taffney's involved with our fair, our San Juan County Fair. And her kids obviously are involved raising animals and being a part of 4-H and things like that. So, um, Taffney, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're involved with in the fair? Um, so, first off, I'm just a mom. And my kids, I was never involved in fair growing up. I didn't even know what it was. Didn't know what 4-H was. We went to the county fair one year and my kids were interested. So we started looking into what 4-H was and what all they could be involved in. And we just dove in and... It was, it's been a blast, um, but I do everything we can just for the kids. My son does pigs, Cadence does goats and lambs, and I run the Look and Learn Barn at the county fair, which is the coolest barn at county fair, if you ask me. All the other barns are pretty great, but the Look and Learn Barn is the best. We started it three years ago, and it's an interactive educational barn. The kids get to come and they got to touch and hold and play with animals. And the whole barn is ran by 4-H youth. So kids get to come in and they get to volunteer. And whenever you come in, they'll talk to you and they take you on a tour of the barn and they, they teach you about the different animals and they teach you about what they're doing in 4-H. And you get to play with baby chicks and ducks and cows while you learn about them. It's pretty cool. That's cool. So I love being able to support my kids in doing that. But 
I bet seeing all the different types of people come into the Look and Learn Barn, have you had any funny experiences oh my. that? So, so many parents will come in with their kids, excited that their kids get to touch things. I'm like, yeah, of course your kid's going to hold a baby chicken. Do you want to hold one too? And so many moms and dads that get excited that they've never held a baby chicken before and getting to hold one, it's, it's hilarious and I love it. And getting to experience that that's some people's first experience holding and touching livestock is just a ton of fun for me. That's really cool. Rowdy, what's your favorite part of the fair? Uh, I really enjoy the... Um, Mex sorry, San Juan County and Barton Bread show um, for the hogs. Um, so in the San Juan County Born and Bread, um, any hogs that were born in, in San Juan County get their own show to see just which one of these hogs, which one of these breeders is breeding the best stock in um, San Juan County. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, last year I had a good experience while breeding some of my own hogs ended up having the top four out of there being several hogs there, all bred. That's so awesome. That's, Congratulations. Thank really you. Cool. For those of you that don't know, which probably a lot, but um, Rowdy is really passionate about about hogs and pigs. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've been to their house and seen the setup they have, and it's impressive the amount of work that goes into that. And... and uh, how many how many do you have this year uh this year i have seven Se seven to be shown um one week one is going to be kept as a cell cool awesome pretty cool you guys will have to come out whenever we have baby pigs this oh. winter yeah. yeah he'll have three sows that'll have babies come december january yeah little pigs are the cutest things too they're the most fun <laughs> like you can't be cranky and whenever you're playing with baby pig I tell everybody it's so hard to get my kids to do homework in the wintertime like Rowdy just lives in the barn he just takes his computer out and just does homework in the barn and that's I don't know it brings me great joy just to see my kids and their love for livestock cool Kids, what kind of animals are you showing this year I'm gonna show three goats and a lamb cool that's awesome do you have their names uh, there's Rex, Buzz, Bullseye, and Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head, that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> Good deal. Really cool. Um, Taffney, if you tell us just a little bit about some of the changes and maybe reasons people should come out to the fair. Um, I'm trying to think of changes. I mean, everything is always changing, and we're always trying to make sure things are involving, evolving, and just to get as much community involvement as we can um but the reason you should come out to fair is just because it's the most fun and i think there's a little bit of everything for everyone there's i mean no matter what your interest is you'll probably find it out there uh, there's watching and walking through the indoor exhibits which anybody can enter things into the indoor exhibits it doesn't just have to be for each or ffa um, there's an open show so saturday you can enter things to the open and i love getting to walk through and see the different photography and the different welding and um not only the the 4-h and ffa kids did but just the talent of people in our community the the scarecrow contest is a ton of fun and people just are super creative so there's just something for everybody whether it's livestock or quilting i mean you should just come out because there's something there 
the food? I mean, definitely the food, right? That's the best part of fair. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the best part. You have a, you know, watch yourself. There's a lot of, a lot of calories to be taken in mm-hmm. at the fair. So, um, one thing that comes to mind is with the Look and Learn Barn. I, I think about prior to the Look and Learn Barn, you just go into all the animals, you know, and people be like, don't touch the animals. They get, they get mad. But now you can not get in trouble and you can go touch the animals. Yes. I mean, so many, like, so many of the barns, you know, to keep the kids' animals safe and to keep the livestock safe, there isn't a lot of touching in the barns. And that's just to keep the animals safe. Some of the families, um, we were laughing, you know, every walks through fair and like, can I pet your cow? You know, and there wasn't always a lot of petting, but now there is that opportunity to get to. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. But so, yep, if you want to touch and you want to play, just come down to the Look and Learn Barn. As a mom, what, uh, what are some positive lessons you've seen your kids learn from raising livestock? Yeah, everything. <laughs> That's a hard question. Um, I think everything they do while raising their livestock is a positive experience. You know, um, my kids love judging and being able to pick good livestock. So, you know, being able to find sound and structured animals um, and that they get to do that. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't, that's a really hard question. Like everything is really positive and I love everything my kids get to do. Um, probably the hardest thing we do that people don't think about or talk about is, you know, yeah, we get to show our livestock and yeah, my kids have the great opportunity of getting to sell their livestock, but then it's the really, really hard part of selling that and making a sell and taking them to the butcher shop. And even though it's super awesome and without that we wouldn't be able to do it the next year, Maybe that's what I'm the most proud of my kids for, is how they handle that. Um, it was two years ago. I think you guys actually did it. You guys bought one of my son's very first pigs that he ever sold at County Fair. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks later, it was time to take it to the butcher shop. And I'm crying, he's crying, the processor's crying. Like, it's an emotional experience. And I will never forget that my son got in the back of the trailer and he laid hands on his pigs and he prayed over them and he thanked them for their life and their experience. And it was, it was beautiful, it was a beautiful thing. And I think that's probably the thing I'm most proud of with my kids is the way they handle that. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. cool. Um, for, for you, Rowdy, because you're raising your own pigs, what, uh, what do you look for in a good pig? Like, if you had to explain it to somebody that knows nothing about, you know, showing animals or, or pigs or anything like that, what, what kind of things are you looking for in a quality kind of animal? Uh, so, for the show stock, for, for market, market hogs, you are wanting them to be as wide as possible. So, their back's big and, like, bloomy. They're really just large. That's more... That's more rib. Um, sometimes, if if you sometimes depending whether or not you like, so for a longer pig, um, as long as you can fill in that belly for the bacon, and it's maximizing the amount of bacon you can have in a longer one. You want a lot of bacon. A lot of bacon, <laughs> or in a shorter one, it's gonna be easier to get um, that bacon with good good fat layer good thick bacon but there's not gonna be as much of it so it's finding kind of that area of which is more desired and finding that 
and making sure they're nice and wide. This just maximizes the amount of meat that there is for that hog. Um, you want so for show reasons, you want them to walk. Um, they want them to be sound. Um, so basically, you want them. They want, you want their legs to be going um, in straight lines back and forth. Their back legs nearly kicking their front legs. It's just they're sound. They're flexible. They aren't over muscled. It's not going to taste gamey most of the time. If they're sound, it's not just going to be a chewy, just bad, not great quality meat. Um, and then it's just being sure to know, just knowing that, but just seeing the hog, you can tell for the most part, if it's in, based on its shapes, you can see that this one has really big bone. It's and is um is big boned. Um, I can see that it has um a lot. Uh, that's really um fleshy hog. It has a lot, a lot of meat. You want you want to feel that like a natural bodybuilder. Yeah. Not like a. Yeah. You know you don't you don't want uh, uh too big, but, but like just natural. You want it to look natural, but in an amplified. And out. You, yeah. you want like an amplified natural. Okay. But so much more goes into like feeding animals than people would expect. And, you know, we spend hours and hours in the barn staring at feed boards and staring at feed labels and making sure we're feeding, you know, good products and that, you know, paying attention to fat content and proteins and, you know, making sure that they have every supplement and vitamin and mineral that they need to grow to the best of their abilities to look the best that they can. And you know, I can't even tell you how many hours we stare at a feed board making sure we're doing it right. And, <laughs> Yeah. It's hard, but they do a good job. Cadence, what's what's a f what's your favorite animal you've ever raised? What's <laughs> their name, and why was it your favorite? I know this one. Um, <laughs> so I think it was two years ago, or last year. Last year. Last year, that um, I had a bottle baby goat. His name was Wobble. He um, was a bottle baby because he was selenium deficient, which is a mineral from the ground, um, and. Every time I'd bottle feed him, he would just like, just jump up and I can make him like spin or I can like walk him around on his front leg or on his back legs, um, just like, like a human. And it was hilarious. <laughs> and even in the showing at, um, not the showing, the sale wing, last year at the sale, um, he just chased me around and we just played in the sale wing. That's cool. And so he was probably my favorite. That's Watching watching you kids out in the cell ring is really fun. To bring the animals in and just chase them around and just the excitement whenever like everybody starts bidding up and the numbers are going and the big smiles that come over the kids' faces and stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's awesome. Getting to um, put glitter on your goats and making them look shiny and sparkly for the sale. Yeah, that's awesome. That's part's pretty fun. I think the last thing we'll talk about is uh, just from from your perspective how can the community get involved in our, our fair i mean just by coming out to fair um asking kids questions i mean so many of the 4-h kids are so knowledgeable about so many things and they love being involved in helping people and educating the community so i mean first and foremost just coming to fair um entering things if you can asking questions um call the local call the um extension office and get involved in 4-h 
and obviously the best thing you can do for fair and the kids is you know come to the sale and be a buyer that's always the best and if you can't do that then the add-on program that's always really helpful for the kids you know it is an expensive thing to do so supporting the kids financially is you know always appreciated and grateful yeah. takes a lot of expense to raise a fair animal it does but you know my husband always says and something we try to say whenever we're talking to people is that's so expensive that's so expensive and I'm like yeah they're like well why do you raise livestock and I'm like we're not raising livestock we're raising our kids like we're letting our animals we're letting our livestock raise our kids and it's really the best way to explain it I guess is you know whenever our kids are choosing to get up at six o'clock in the morning and go feed their animals and they're staying out you know all hours of the night you know we're trying to raise good kids and we're trying to raise good livestock but we're kind of letting our livestock raise our kids I saw a picture of Rowdy one time of the the pig was laying down sleeping and he was laying on the pig's stomach sleeping and mm -hmm. that was pretty cool you know I don't I don't think there's many kids in the world these days that can say they they got to go sleep in the barn with the pig and and enjoy it loved it it's awesome uh, yeah we spend many nights in the barn sleeping yeah that's cool um, you mentioned just coming out and people being supportive. How can they find more information? Where do they go to be able to know what to do? And so the fair has a really great Facebook that they started. Um, they've been putting lots of information on there. So just the San Juan County Fair page. Um, you can get on sanjuancountyfair.net is like the main just website that you can go to about fair. Um, there's lots of information it has all of the show schedules it has everything that'll be out there it, it'll tell you like how to be a vendor if you're interested in being a vendor um, so I would just probably start there start sanwincountyfair.net is the, the website to go to you can always come to the fair board meetings and get information or talk to them too about it cool yeah do you guys have anything else you want to add no. say nothing okay oh. Well, I guess that concludes our podcast number four. We appreciate all that have been here with us today. And I guess we'll conclude with Cadence and Taffney and Rowdy. And I appreciate you guys. And I uh, just encourage everybody in our local community to go out and support the fair companies to go out and be buyers in the livestock sh uh, auction and, and uh, encourage people to go out and watch the shows. If you never went out and watched a livestock show, it's really, really cool. Um, so we'll go go watch these kids you know perform in the in the show ring and and the judges judging their animals and and looking at all their hard work that went into them all summer and spring long so uh everybody just go out and support and have a good time the fair really is growing and and it's a cool place to be so um with that said that's podcast number four we'll wrap it up here and see you next time